What's up, everybody? This is Judy Vega. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Yeah, you know, I've had a couple of hot takes. Um, just really frustrated, dude. I can't express how uh, unprepared people are going to be for this uh, dementia winter. Uh, I should trademark that. I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to say it. Um, maybe not, but I'm basically taking it from Game of Thrones because they kept saying winter is coming, winter is coming. And if you ever watched the series, that was like the big deal, like the winter to end all winters was coming and they would constantly reference it. Winter is coming. And um, it wasn't like regular winter. It was like winter for decades. So dementia winter is uh, coming and uh, people aren't ready and it's going to be a thing. I did want to expound on uh, something. I felt a little vulnerable yesterday. It's not a secret. I really wanted to be a parent, but the way I was grown, uh, well, I was growing up, the way I was raised is you grew up, you got married and had a family. Uh, that was pretty much what my father was like, that's what you do. And I just didn't meet anybody that I thought would be able to support a family. And to be completely honest, I kind of I kept my career on the same level as having a family, which I think uh, I'm really going to expound upon in the, in the new podcast that I'm uh, currently uh, pre-producing right now, uh, because I think women have to choose. And I was young and naive, and I grew up on Claire Huxtable, and I thought, you, you know, you can do it all. You can have everything. And... Uh, Somebody usually has to choose, and it's usually the woman because she can bear the children, and she's going to leave the workforce, or she's going to go part-time, or she's going to, her job is the expendable one. Um, And so after all of that, I didn't even have kids, but I, I mean, I still struggled because I didn't take my communications career as seriously as my film career. I just always thought, oh, any second now, I'm just going to be making movies, and um you know, I, I really leaned in a, into that, which was weird because I made some moves, but I didn't make a ton of moves uh, to go be fully immersed in film. You know, at that time, you probably had to just pack up and go move to L.A. And I did try to do that a couple of times. I was underfunded, <laughs> but also too like, you know, I, I remember vividly I was working in L.A. on a book um, which never got published. That's another podcast uh, topic. It didn't get published, and I drove back. One of my friends flew out to uh, L.A., and we drove back uh, to St. Louis. And I remember vividly being so burned out at that point on the whole industry that I was like, I'm just going to get a job and work. And that's what I did. For 11 years, I worked at uh, uh, University of Washington, Washington University here in St. Louis, Uh, met some amazing kids who are now grown-ass people. But at that time, uh, we were all super young, and it was just fun. And I met a lot of cool kids that are, like I said, grown people now and responsible citizens and You know, I just really withdrew because uh, just the whole energy, the whole vibe of that particular type of career just escaped me. I didn't understand it. Of course, now the Me Too movement is out and all you start hearing all this stuff and all this bad behavior, which really explains a lot of the energy that I was feeling when I was trying to shop scripts 
or I, I mean, going, taking meetings. I had a friend from high school who was really trying hard to get one of my scripts produced. She was fantastic, but nobody would take us seriously. And I think it's because we were two Rosati Kane girls trying to, uh, yeah, and college graduates who were trying to have a serious discussion about film production and how we could get a budget for our our project. And they weren't on that note at all. I, I, neither one of us, I don't think it occurred to either one of us that we were going to sleep our way to the top or that we had to do a sexual favor or whatever. But apparently that, and I'm not making an excuse. I can look back at certain rooms that I was in and I think I missed that that was the expectation. Like it just went over my head because it wouldn't dawn on me to do that. You know what I mean? I'm a good writer. So why would you need to think about anything other than this script in front of you. You know, it was weird. It was weird. And I can't explain it. And I'm not trying to rationalize why I haven't had this giant film career. I do know that that is what makes sense for a lot of the rooms and meetings I was in from the age of 21 to 26. It it just really makes more sense now because we were having two different conversations is what I'm saying. You know, I, I took production meetings. I met with producers and, you know, they all started off with, you're brilliant. This is so, this, this script is brilliant. And then you start to realize, okay, I'm so brilliant, but no one's giving me any money. So you start to realize, oh, they, they just might be full of shit. And you never know who's going to pop. So, like, just because you have a meeting with uh, a producer over on Warner's lot and they don't like it, they pass. That doesn't mean that Paramount won't pick it up. So it's like everybody tells you how great you are, and it was just a nightmare. And I really left that chapter bitter, with a real bitter taste, you know. And see, all this is all of this. I unopened all this just because I was talking about having kids. But this is what I was going through, and I'm like, and in the middle of this, I started dating seriously, and I knew he wanted to have kids. And I was like, I'm not going to abandon something I really feel like I was born to do. And we're going to and I'm going to be struggling because that's going to be 25 years, you know, having a family, you know, yes, you're supposed to raise them to 18. That used to be the way, but they they stay young for a while now. So it's like. You know, they may graduate from college. They may be, they may be at your house and on your insurance till you tw- they're 25, 30 years old. So it's like, okay, it's a lifelong commitment to be a parent. And I really gave it a lot of thought. And I think, you know, because I had such a hard time with the film industry, I was just pissed. And I have a very uh, strong idea about how much it costs to do the things I want to do. And so for good or for better or for worse... You know, I was like, kids are just expensive. They cost a lot of money. And if I were to try to replicate my own childhood, uh, you know, we're going to need cash, you know. So anyway, I, I feel like I'm overly sensitive about that topic because I don't know. I just I really think I would have made a great parent and I really wanted kids and I really wanted to be, have a partner who I thought would be a great dad and a great provider. And I think... You know, when you bring that up, some men get super sensitive about it. You just you just didn't want to take a chance. Yeah, I just didn't have enough. And I'm like, listen, I grew up with a man who was a provider. That's what I saw. 
you know, all the men in our family were providers, uncles um, alike. I never met a deadbeat dad, you know, so it was like, <laughs> this is what I want. And, um, you know, just refusing to go work for someone just to, I, that to me is not a recipe for a, a strong, successful family. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll stick to that. I'll, I'll stand on that. And I still feel that way, even though right now I'm not thinking about a partner for childbearing purposes, but like, you know, if we travel, can he pay for his own, uh, airline ticket? Ooh, or dare, ooh, dare to dream. Can he pay for mine? <laughs> can he pay for the trip? Dun, dun. And, um, I'm thinking that's probably a, just a proximity issue because St. Louis St. Louis is tough. If you're single, and especially single over 40, you know, there's not a lot of single men that would be catches. And I'm going to I'm gonna really uh, get some controversy. If this podcast was more popular, I know there would be a lot of kickback on that. But I don't care. Like, seriously, I've, I live here. I can see. And, you know, I know people who are out here actively trying to find somebody all the time and they're just like whatever so so many of us are just focused on our businesses and our retirement and our families which sounds sad and it is kind of sad but I don't know how many I need to look at the numbers because I think as a country you know it would be pretty bleak over 40 for most single women but you know I guess it just depends on if that's a priority to you I certainly understand wanting partnership, but I don't understand wanting partnership at by any means. And that's another podcast. So anyway, um, went down that rabbit hole. But yeah, seriously, I really wanted it all. And on TV, it looked like you could have it all. You could be a, a successful lawyer married to a successful doctor and have five kids. <laughs> Which is funny now because especially in light of all Cosby's issues. Um, I mean, we was just really in fairy tale land, right? But, you know, I thought, I looked at that and I thought, oh, okay, that's appealing, you know? And, uh, gosh, it was all made up, right? All made up, even Bill. So, anyway, uh, da 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 da. I think that's about it. Um, Dementia Winter, trademark. Uh, I am growing a YouTube channel. If you guys want to subscribe to that, that would be great. It's, uh, I think it's under my name, Judith A. Culp. Um, it's a, I'm curating sort of like a lifestyle, uh, motivational channel. Uh, basically, um, most of the videos will be from other people, but it's what I look at and what motivates me and it moved me. So I think you should know about it too. Um, some of those videos I post on madlovepodcast.com, which you should also check out. And some of them are going on to YouTube um, under my own channel because, uh, you know, I take in a lot of information and I I noticed that, you know, people who know me reach out and they're like, what did you say? What company? And this way you'll be able to see what I'm talking about as well and what led me to those conclusions. I'm going to show you my work. All right. So uh, thank you for uh, liking. Give me those five stars on uh, on um, Apple Podcasts. Five stars. That would be dope. And uh, everybody else, 
five stars would be cool. I have more, the most listeners through Apple Podcasts. Uh, so if you guys want to give me a five-star review, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, just keep liking, listening, subscribing, sharing. Um, again, madlovepodcast.com. We, uh, on the blog, I post some of the articles and videos, uh, that I find interesting that I think you guys would be interested in too. And can somebody explain what the hell with Dr. Oz? I I mean, what is going on with him? Is he just selling his soul so he can get this Pennsylvania Senator role? I mean, he doesn't seem, this does not seem like someone Oprah would co-sign and she ain't said nothing. Like, did, is he just desperate to try to stay in the limelight? I don't understand. And I, I would really love to hear Oprah's take on it. In fact, I'd love to hear Oprah's take on it as told by Gail. If you ever watch her on the morning show, so the night my mom didn't sleep, she was up early watching the morning news, and Gail King was cracking me up. She has that older black lady delivery that's just hilarious. She just interrupts people with these observations that <laughs> make me laugh, like this one little boy was calling his dad by his first name and he was in the middle of his story and she was like you call him by his first name and he was like oh no dad and she was like oh okay (laughs) and somebody oh and then someone said you can't in movies you don't see kissing in Bangladesh so they were naming something and the guy the, the other two people named what they liked including Gail and then this other guy just started making kissing sounds and she was like, does it have something to do with kissing? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, is that how you kiss? <laughs> and then later on, he was trying to explain like, well, in Bangladesh, you can't show people kissing. And then like just out of nowhere, he's still talking about something else. She was like, well, why can't they show kissing in Bangladesh? <laughs> it's like random old lady outburst so i want to hear what oprah thinks as told to us by gail king in a very hilarious manner (laughs) because dr oz sounds like a complete fool and nut and i can't imagine that she would co-sign with this crazy shit he's talking about and his love of trump to the point where he's like incest is okay as long as the person is not your first cousin or something crazy he said and I was like what is wrong with Donald Trump I mean listen with Dr. Oz and then a person on Twitter put all these pictures of Donald Trump kissing his daughter like with those weird poses with her on her lap it's at least four or five pictures uh, that look awkward between Ivanka and Donald ugh gross all right That's a whole nother rabbit hole. Have an amazing Thursday. Be your best. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.